This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, Deleted WrestleZone, very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So let's begin with one particular topic that, let's just say, this is only the only topic I got for all of you because... Still trying to process it, try to figure out what's going to happen with what we knew, know already. If you may have already heard, WWE again continues with the saga once again. More releases. Yes, guys. More releases. And here are the list of those that were released. Ember Moon. Scarlett Bardot. Frankie Monette. Keith Lee. Eva Marie. Jesse Kamea. Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Orny Lorcan, Trey Baxter, Zayda Reimer, BFAB, Grand Matilik and Lens Dorado, Karen Cross, Harry Smith, Nia Jax, and Miriam. Now, let's process w- all of this. Right now, if you guys know this now with this, I've been aware for the for quite some time that Grand Matilik and Lensterada has a, a, asked for their release from their contracts with WWE, and they said no. So basically, they now been released. I don't feel like that's too much of a big deal. We know they'll be fine, you know, and all that. But however, like there's certain things that came around that made no sense. Apparently, uh, the uh, Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer uh, reported recently that um, BFAB signed a new deal a week before she was released. Now, let's process this a little bit. I'm like, how did we go from that all the way to this? I'm talking about her resigning and, of course, her being released a week later. I mean, that is kind of like the most weirdest thing I've ever heard. I mean, how could this happen to be fat? I mean, look, we know Hit Row are becoming a much popular faction in WWE, and I, I just don't know. It, it kind of bugs me that that happened. I mean, look, we know that she's doing great. She had an amazing match against Electra Lopez in NXT, and then all of a sudden she gets to go to the main roster. But now this? I mean... To me, it makes no absolute sense. This is why I feel like WWE are making piss-poor management decisions on this. But let's look at other ones that I did hear about. Um, Nia Jax. Now, I don't know exactly about this. This is like a matter of he said, she said, that kind of BS that we hear about. Now, WWE's reasons of letting her go is... She's unvaccinated. I'm like, okay, you know, I understand that. I mean, uh, I don't want to get into that subject that well, but it makes uh, probably sense because if you guys know this, she's from Florida. So that's their side of the story that we're hearing from W that she's unvaccinated. And I'm like, okay, that's one side of the story. But Nia Jax finally made a statement saying that th- this whole thing with the unvaccinated wasn't true. Um from what she said is she was dealing with mental health situation and she was given some time off. 
But apparently, um, th- uh, she said that when they offered her to come back for this month, in the month of October, uh, November, she requested for my- more time off. I think she feels like she's still not ready because she was dealing whatever goes on that head. And then all of a sudden, this comes out. So I'm like thinking, okay, what the hell is going on? I'm like thinking, were they looking for an excuse to get rid of her or or what? And, and right now, just today, I saw a article in the Wrestling Observer where Paige is in, uh, begging WWE to re-sign her. I mean, that shows a lot of character out of Paige. She cares about Nia, and I, I know that that is a good thing. But for this is kind of ridiculous because here's the thing. If Nia did took off just to deal with mental health, it would not be a problem. But for WWE to say that she, the reason they let her go was unvaccinated, I'm like thinking, okay, that is another thing that doesn't make sense either. So you ask yourself, who's telling the truth, WWE or Nia Jax? Now, I know there has been fans that are saying that Nia Jax should be released because um, she's dangerous because... Uh, if you guys remember, she put um, Kyrie Zing in the concussion state and all that. I mean, I get it. I mean, she's a big woman. I'm not gonna, you know, you know, blame the size of her. I mean, she, I know she's a, uh, she has what it takes, but however, um, that kind of made no absolute sense. I mean, I would like to know who's telling the truth here. Is it Nia Jax or WWE? Because if it if Nia Jax say it's true that she left just to deal with mental health issues i want to say this to you to wwe fuck you so don't make up lies it wasn't true because it will bite you in the ass one way or the other wwe so be careful with that now other things that took place um trey baxter now for all of you that probably say what what's so special about him well prior before Going to WWE, she was, he was known as Blake Christian. So basically, he was one of the most amazing high flyers in the independence. He made appearances at New Japan Strong, GCW, Warrior Wrestling. I mean, the dude is talented. I mean, so talented that I feel that this guy had everything to deserve. But recently... It appears because, if you guys know this, since he's with NXT, he gets a 30-day non-compete clause. And however, I don't know if this is how, how deep waters GCW could get. They already posted him for an event on the day his, the, the non-compete clause is done. Now, some of you WWE lawyers will probably say, that is, that's not right, you know. They should not have booked them there. Well, there is a technicality here. None of the promotions are allowed to talk to these guys on their non-complete clause days. But it doesn't mean they cannot book them, can it? So basically, that's how I see it. It's a loophole. So... For all you WWE lawyers, don't give me that crap. All of this. Look, look what happened with uh, Malachi Black. He had a 30-day non-compete clause instead of a 90. You know? And whose fault was that? I'll tell you who. WWE. No one said anything that promotions cannot book these wrestlers right when they're done. And right now, I'm seeing on Twitter certain wrestlers are already being booked 
to be at their independent shows. And one of them I right now just saw was Tail Val Tail Valkyrie, or as we know her, Frankie Monette. Now I will talk about her in a bit, you know, and, and that kind of some of you saying probably thinking there is no way they should do that. That's that's illegal, J Rod. Can it be illegal? I mean, I would say it could. But we gotta look at it this way. How did this non-compete clause work? It means you cannot talk none of the other promotions are allowed to talk to them while they're dealing with this. But however, what if they already know they were going back? I mean, look, Trey Baxter, I can say this. He has nothing to worry about. We know for sure he'll get booked out like in independence, like GCW. And possibly he'll return with New Japan Strong, which I'm excited for all the time. I would love to see him back there. And, and you know, and that would be great. And I miss his rivalries with Z uh, Alex Zane, or as we knew him in WWE, Ari Sterling. And I'm sure when he goes back to GCW, people are going to say, Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back! You know, and that's that's what I can see. Now, the most interesting subject we need to talk about, this report came from the Bleacher and Report Bleacher Report uh, news group or journalist, however you want to call it. Um, uh, he says that there are three wrestlers that AEW should consider signing. Now, let's talk, before we move on, we'll talk about this. All these names, for some of you, you probably say, wouldn't they, uh, AEW wouldn't sign all of them? I mean, it depends on their sp what they value. If they're a valuable asset for them to have in their promotion to get things going. Now, here are the names that the Bleacher Report said that Tony Khan should sign. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Frankie Monet, as we know her, Tail Valkyrie. Now, why are these names important? Now, let's talk about Keith Lee. Man, that dude can move for a man of his size. The first time I saw him, there was a vlog video where, or somewhere on Sammy's YouTube channel, where he's facing Keith Lee. And I'm like, man, this guy is so athletic for a guy of his size. Even Mark Henry praises him and I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Henry how do I say this will try to persuade Tony Khan hey Tony I sign Keith Lee you know this guy is is someone you can definitely have in the roster and I would agree with Mark Henry if that's the case and you know I agree with this report that came in about Keith Lee being uh, on this list and definitely I would love to see Keith Lee. It would be awesome to see. Now let's talk about Karrion Cross. I have to say, I love Karrion Cross, even when he was known as um, Killer Cross. I was like, wow, this guy is so awesome. I mean, he had the look of a serial killer. But when he moved up to the roster, that kind of put me like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I just, I didn't know what to think of it because it was so freaking bizarre. Not to mention that helmet that he was wearing. And according to him, that wasn't his idea. So, that kind of um, feels like, you know, how do I say this? That I feel that this is one of those moments where we question WWE that they really fucked up with 
Karen Cross moving him to to the main roster. I mean, we all can agree upon this. Once the wrestlers are on NXT and they move up to the main roster, WWE has no intentions to make to make them look like oh they're king from NXT, and and that kind of feels like you're racing their past like they don't exist. And I don't know. I just feel that WWE dropped the ball every single time. There are wrestlers that came from NXT and they make a name for themselves. Like uh, look at Finn Balor, uh, Alexa Bliss. Nia Jax, um, I'm trying to remember who else. Even uh, the Shield were also from there. But that kind of tells us they really fucked it up. But I would love to see that rekindle feud that happened between Karrion Cross and John Moxley. If you guys don't remember, prior before Karrion Cross goes to went to WWE, there was a, an event that he produced called Natural Born Killers. It was at the same arena where this uh, promotion called uh, Future Stars of Wrestling do their shows. And Moxley shows up, and they were, it was a pretty good darn match. And I was like, wow, that's pretty insane. And I would love to see Karrion Cross rekindle that in AEW. Now, somebody probably say, will we have um, his fiance Scarlett Bardot in it? I mean... To be honest with you guys, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I would feel the same way about Mia Yim since we all know that both these guys are engaged to be married with their, the women they love. I mean, we know Keith and Mia Yim are engaged, and we also carrying crosses and um, engaged to recently got engaged with Scarlett Bordeaux, and I wouldn't mind if they should just hang around with them. I mean, it would be a good thing to have them by their side because not a lot of wrestlers are like that, but we should. Now, the last person on that report that I put is Frankie Monette, or as we know her, um, Taya Valkyrie. I have to say she would be a valuable asset to have in the women's division in AEW. She's a legend already in her own right. I mean, she's been with AAA. She was trained by Lance Storm. I'm like, wow, we could have someone like her. It, she has done great things. With impact, and I feel AW could definitely benefit having her to raise the bar for the women's division because that's what we need, you know. Because we know there have been people that criticize AW for the women's division, and I don't know, but I would love to see her in it. But who do we want to see her face? I mean, she could face Britt Baker, uh, Donda Rosa. Um, who else can we see her face? Uh, Hikaru Shida, Rio, uh, Chris Sandlander. There's like endless of possibilities. And that is one of the things we can talk about. And I feel this is one of those moments that we definitely would love to watch. Now, what about the other wrestlers I don't mention? I mean, look, Ember Moon. I could see her in AEW, but I don't know how much of a valuable asset that she could have. I do know that her husband, he's also a wrestler. He showed up... Uh, in uh, Impact Wrestling, I could definitely see her in Impact, but we'll we'll see. Eva Marie, uh, let's talk about her. I mean, come on, guys. We this is the the most weirdest thing about Eva Eva Marie. I mean, look, let's talk about when she first left. I know that people were asking her to come back. Fans were saying even Vince was on his freaking knees begging her to come back. And then when people say they want her back, they don't want her back. I'm like, okay, we need to. 
I think the problem is the worst timing with her. And that's the problem. Um, what about Jesse Kamea? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if... It, it, I don't see her as a valuable ass. Same thing with Katrina Cortez. Jeet Rama, I don't know if he will go back to India. Orny, uh, or, um, Orny Lorcan, well, I just recently know he's... Uh, looks like he's been booked to go to uh, X... Uh, WXW, it, you probably say, somebody say, what the hell is X, uh, WXW? That's uh, West Side Extreme Wrestling, which is down based in Germany, which is one of the affiliated promotions by WWE. And I don't think that, I think that's one of L Orny Lorcan's, um, but he's going back to his original name, from my understanding. Uh, what about uh, Zeta Raymer? Not much. Give me, hold on a second. Why not? Yeah. Yes, Eric. Okay. Bye-bye. Sorry, folks. Um, just got a call from my mother. It was an emergency. I'll get to that in a little while, but let's talk about the list. Um, Grand Metillic and Lince Dorado. Um, we could definitely see them down in Mexico. I mean, not a big deal. Uh, Harry Smith. Oh, man, come on. They had plans, but they fucked up. But that's the thing. And once again, Triple H is not too pleased with the whole story. I'm just, you know, it's so ridiculous how this is happening. But there is now... Was speculation there will be more cuts, but because of this right now, a friend of mine actually calculated how many wrestlers were released throughout the entire year of 2021. The total count right now is 72. So that is the highest, but if these releases continues, then uh, I feel that there's a problem with WWE. Not Talent-wise, because it's unfair for me to say it's the talent's fault, I feel is the management's fault, and it sucks. I just feel that whatever is fucking going on with them, they're making decisions that are fucking stupid. But we'll just wait and see, and uh, hopefully we'll know more once these contracts are up. Now, keep in mind... I have been aware that there's eight wrestlers who were part of NXT. These guys are the lucky ones. You probably asked me, why is this the lucky ones? Well, I'll tell you why. The NXT wrestlers get 30 days of non-compete clause. And the rest will be getting 90 days. So that that, that would suck. But it 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 is what it is. You know, but... We can just stay, say they'll be fine. We know they'll find other homes to go to, but right now let's just um, give them our full support that they deserve. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm just I'm just sad today. I just got a call from my mother. Um, 
I would like all of you guys to do something for me, since for all you listeners, I just found out today um, my grandmother passed away. For all of you guys who don't know, um, my father, you know, his mom, she's originally from Costa Rica. You know, it's a small third world country down in Central America. The last time I saw her in person was in Costa Rica back in 2019, and it was great. And I just, I'm sad that she's gone. I mean, I feel like I want to cry, guys. I just don't. <sighs> Sucks, you know. You know, I don't like to talk about my personal life, but I'll give you guys a small story about me. Um, you see, I never met my grandmother since since 2005. I always talk to her on the phone. We talk about how school. She talks to me like how school, how is life, how's your health. And then when she saw me the first time with me and my brother, we were her long-lost grandchildren. And, and then 12 years later, we saw her again, and now it's like, man. But the real question, what's going to happen, I'm trying to figure that out because I don't want to stop seeing my other family members, the ones that we're mostly close with. There, I do have an aunt who, she's a bit of a crazy, but <laughs> that's how it is. But I'm sorry, guys, I just... Don't have the urge to end properly because I'm hurt. I'm sad. My grandma's gone. And it sucks that I didn't get to say goodbye to her. I know some of you probably have that situation too. If you guys been through there. But, you know, for now, please pray for me and my family. Uh, just, I appreciate that. But for now, I'll see you guys in the next a podcast episode for all of you. I don't have the urge to end it properly. So I'll see you guys later.